being a leader comes out of you. It doesn't come into you. You, you have to grow it or have it already yourself. And I, and I think you have to be a, a really good listener. And, and that is not just that people are talking to you, but also you have to listen to yourself. Do I really want to do this? Do I really feel passionate about this? Hey, everybody, and welcome to The Vulnerable Entrepreneurs, coming at you from the great city of Worcester, Massachusetts. I'm Sean Riley. And I'm Common Thrath. And today, like always, we're having a no-bullshit conversation about the entrepreneurial way of life. Hey, guys, today's episode, uh, we're going to talk about, like, what, is it, what does it mean to be a leader? I mean, it's a common question, but, like, really, like, what are some other levels of ways that you can be a leader today? I mean, you, you see, I'm reading tons of blog articles. You see a lot of the same, same things about like transparency and, and being honest and empathy. Of course, like that's part of being a leader, but like what other levels um, that are quarter leadership, but also especially now, right, Sean, like with this pandemic, people are freaking out. You see leaders that have been crushing it year after year, but now all of a sudden I think the true colors of real leaders are coming out uh, and you start to see people separating from the pack. So what do you think, what are those, some of those traits that people do, are doing, Sean, to separate themselves from the pack? I think that's a good point because what's interesting is you, you depending on where a business is, oftentimes you see how great a leader is only in good times. A leader has to be a leader all the time. There's no, you can't, oh, things are going great, I'm gonna coast, or things are going bad, I give up. That doesn't, that doesn't, that doesn't compute, right? You have to be a leader all the time. And I think for me, I just have this idea that I didn't set out to be a leader. For frankly, it's a, it's a compliment for me. People say, oh, you know, you're a good leader. I don't set out to say, you know, when I graduate, I'm going to be a, a leader. That's what I'm going to do. Um, I just gravitate to, to um, things that I guess leaders like to do. Like I love to public speak. I think it's great. I think being in, in a, a room full of people, whether it's one or 500 and offering your opinion and getting feedback back, that to me is a turn on. I don't set out to be okay. That's a trait of a leader. I've always had self-confidence. I've always been um, a confident person, not arrogant, but confident, like knowing that I can do it. It might not, it might cost twice as much. It might take 10 times as long, but I'll always get it done because I believe in myself. That's not for me saying, okay, I have to be self-confident because I want to be a leader. So I'm going to go be self-confident. Like it comes from within. Being a leader comes out of you. It doesn't come into you. You, you have to grow it or have it already yourself. And I, and I think you have to be a, a really good listener. And, and that is not just that people are talking to you, but also you have to listen to yourself. Do I really want to do this? Do I really feel passionate about this? You, I'm sure you've sat down in meetings with either new clients or existing clients and spoke and talked to the founder. And within five minutes of that meeting, no matter, it doesn't matter what it is, you can tell if that leader or that business owner is passionate about their business or not. You can tell if they're just marking time 
or if they really like what they do. And I say this all the time, the number one killer of deals, the, the number one is not your product or service. It's the, it's the strength of the management team. How good of a leader you are. It's great to go raise all this money and, you know, um, be good at speaking to people. But if you can't implement your vision to your company, you're, you're not a leader. If you can't implement your vision in down times, bad, really, really bad times, you're not a leader. You might be a part-time leader, but you have to have that strength. And the last thing is you absolutely cannot give a shit what people think about you. You, you can't, you, you can't do it. Everybody has an opinion. Everybody's going to try to tell you what to do. Everybody's going to say, oh, if I had your job, I would, or I wish I had your job. It looks easy or you get to do whatever you want. Yeah, we do. We get to do whatever we want. And, and you know what? There is a price for every single thing we do. And what's more expensive is the things we don't do. And we have to be conscious of that. So we can't, we can't give a crap what people think. I mean, I'm very open to criticism, but I let it roll off my back. Sometimes I act on it. Sometimes I don't. It's an it's 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 internal, I always say this, most of the successful business people, um, like you look at Michael Jordan and that famous quote about how, you know, all the shots he took and all the practice. You said Kobe Bryant used to practice himself for two hours before the team practice started. Now, you can say, okay, well, I want to be a great basketball player and I'm going to go do this. And that's great. And, and I bet a lot of basketball players will start to do that. But to continue to do that, once you get to a certain point, that's what separates the leaders from the rest of the pack is sustaining that effort, sustaining that passion, having that confidence. And being discipline. able to, 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 yeah, that discipline really is what it is. And it, it you have to be able to do it for as long as you believe in, in that particular vision of what it is you're trying to do, whether it's professional basketball or really anything, relationships, anything. You have to believe in it to do it. At least I do. If I don't believe in it, I get bored. And when I get bored, I'm done. I, I can't. Once I'm bored, that's it. I'm done. I can't do it. Yeah. And, and the belief, what Sean, we've talked about this, and I think in a prior episode was like purpose, having a purpose of the journey. So the journey's shifted, right, guys? We're, we're off-roading right now versus on this nice paved, we're on this nice, beautiful paved path yep. for a while, riding this beautiful road. Now we're off-roading on a tricycle bike, you know, yeah. like, like right. trying to figure out what, you know, wheels are falling off, but then you got to like fix it. And But we got to get back on the road or, or kind of figure out how to, how to make it work. And, and like, I've, there are leaders that can just like mail it in, be like, freak out, stress out. I mean, there's tons of people that either, you know, are just shocked and all like back in March, what are they going to do? And they just, you know, other leaders emerge, right. To, to kind of like, okay, I got to take some action here. Um, cause everyone's count, everyone's looking at you. Everyone's counting on you. Um, can you handle that pressure? Now this is the time to seize the day. And I say it all the time, carpe diem, seize the day. If you're true, true businesses, true brands, true leaders, true people who can turn into leaders, like this is your time seize the day. Um, yeah, I still wake, wake up and like things that keep me up at night. But when I, when, when I'm, uh, on, my, on the weekends, my team, they make fun of me. I call it Slack attack. I am on Slack. I'm, I'm posting stuff all throughout the night from Friday to Sunday. Mm-hmm. I'm brain dumping. Like it doesn't stop. Like, 
I'm pivoting and however you want to use that as a buzzword or not, but I'm finding ways to be better, more efficient. I call it being lean and mean. Um, and I'm setting the tone as a leader. Like I'm setting that tone to my team. Like we're not, we're not out of a fight here. What you know, most people are reading the propaganda, the news and you no know, propaganda. I'm, I'm, I'm saying that they're not that it's not realistic, but like you can get down a really dark, dark rabbit hole if you follow a lot of that news. So like you have to control what you control now is yeah. your decisions for yourself, your mindset for yourself. What, what opportunities does your business have? If, or is there a new opportunity your business can have that's still relevant to your core competencies? Um, or can you add new things to your business and partner up with other people to kind of maybe fill some of the weaknesses of your business? So we have some strategic partners that we're starting to work together with. And some of the conversations loosely have been like, you know what, we, we might be able to merge down the road or something like you don't know. I mean, like every business, right. there's opportunities that open. Um, I think Uber came out of the last recession. There's some really good companies that really came out of these last uh, hard times. So very excited to see like what the next business is going to come out of this. Um, I'm also excited to see some of the new programs that my team put together as we kind of, we call the situation room. We created this, you know, every business as a leader, you should have a situation room with your leadership team. If you don't have a team, it's you, um, or it's one other person, or you can confine with someone else that's maybe a mentor or someone going through with you. But I think having some type of situation room group of people can really help give you clarity. Uh, so you can thrive as a leader. Yeah. And you have to, you can't be reactive. You have to do it all the time. You have to talk about and communicate up and down in your organization, you know, the what ifs and, and have a, have a playbook that, that accounts for a downturn in your business. And, and what does that mean? I mean, here's a great, you talk about, you know, opportunities. We have this huge issue with transportation, getting around people that, that, either can't drive or, or uh, aren't allowed to drive. And then, then you have the whole Uber market. Then on the other side of that, you have delivery services because restaurants are closer just for takeout. So, so what happened today? So Uber announced today that they're in talks to acquire Grubhub. Now that could have been going on for months and it probably was, but they're taking advantage of an opportunity that's been created in that, that market space to make them, hopefully stronger as uh, together as they are as into, you know, as individuals now, I think that's a hell of an idea. And, and like I said, if it's been going on for a few months, it probably has, I think that's pretty cool, but wow, if, if they just thought of it, uh, that's pretty kick-ass. I mean, that's a good assimilation into that, that business. It's usually the same pool of drivers anyways. So I think you need to, you know, you need to be able to lead by one thing too, is you have to understand the, the environment, but be able to, that you're in, but be able to weed through the noise. I mean, you could easily, to your point, oh, wow, look at all these news reports. Things are really bad. Yeah, we're just going to close our business and mail it in. That mentality that you have, you had way before the pandemic. So, you know, we get, we can get lazy and, and um, conveniently blame situations on other stuff besides us. And it's all about perspective. Do you look at this as an opportunity? Do you look at this as a disaster? Or do you look at this like I do as both? It's, it's both. But you need to, you need to continue to, 
to move on. I mean, I guess you would say arrogant in this particular case. I'm arrogant enough to believe that despite this economic downturn, that my firm's going to, we're going to flourish. And that's what keeps me going every day. I'm not ignorant to the pandemic, but at the same time, I'm not going to allow it to kind of diminish my creativity and how we can still do business. We just might need to do business a different way, or it might take our business a little bit longer or whatever. But you can still do business. You can still do very well. It's about perspective. You know, they always say positivity is a choice. Being optimistic is a choice. Well, you know, and that unfortunately, anybody can be a leader, but to be a really good one, you have to choose to be positive. You have to choose to be optimistic because from where I sit, there's, there's nothing else. You know, I always say, as I say this in my personal relationships, but also um, in business, everything is fixable. If you believe in something, everything is fixable. It might take a while, might take a ton of money, but everything is, is fixable. And I, uh, you know, that's just a positive perspective that I have. And I, I truly believe in that. And then being trans, it's still, you, you still got to be honest and transparent. As much as you're optimistic, you want to be realistic in the optimism. So explain why you're optimistic, right? Like this is what we're doing as a business. Or, this is what we're doing. Um, and, and the opportunities that our company is doing, that's why, that's why they can see or hear why you're optimistic. Um, I try to be as transparent of all the different programs or ideas that we have or, or things coming down the pipeline, but I'm yeah. also sharing like, Hey, we lost this deal or we lost this client. Like I'm being transparent, but here's how we're making it up. Um, you know, I'm giving in and, and we're pushing, we talk about performance, um, or always talking about performance. So some people are like, do you need to be a little bit empathetic and sympathetic about, you know, pushing people and be performance while we're all trying to juggle work-life balance and all that jazz? Well, of course, but you still, you know, you still got to, I, I have an obligation to still keep this business afloat and run the business because by keeping this business afloat, I'm bringing revenue in to pay for my other employees and it pays for their family. So like, I, it's not just for myself, but I, I, there's a responsibility across the board. So like, I can't, you know, can't keep the pedal off the throttle. I have to push for performance and, uh, and expect optim- um, the same level of high performance across all my team members. I mean, that's where you see the, you see the, the, the pack separating from leaders, but you also see the pack separating from employees, which ones are the employees that are going to step up and, and get in and really kind of like show like these are the people that are going to survive and, and, and get survived through with us. Yeah. Um, I would just say though, Having an obligation to your employees is an output. It's not an input. Like you owe it to yourself first and you won't let anything diminish your passion, which is why you feel an obligation to your employees. You know, I always said this, companies don't love you back. Employees come and go and they have all different reasons why. But what's, what really separates the amazing leaders from the okay ones or the failing ones is we separate ourselves from what we think are us. You have an obligation to yourself to make whatever it is you're doing be amazing because it, it fulfills your vision. And output to that is that you're able to have a kick-ass staff, you're able to pay them, you're able to give them raises, you're able to expand and grow and create more jobs for the environment, but that's not why you set out to do it. Your obligation first and foremost 
is to yourself. That's why you have passion every day. You worry about paying your employees, but it doesn't get you up. <laughs> Sometimes it does. It doesn't get you up in the morning. What gets you up in the morning is the passion and vision you have for your business. doesn't matter if you have a thousand people that work for you or two. So that's an output. That's a responsibility you have as a leader. It doesn't make you a leader. Paying the bills and having employees doesn't make you a leader. It's an output. It's something that you do as a result of a vision and, and really accountability to yourself, to that vision. I see entrepreneurs that want to be CEOs. They, they delegate. I mean, this somebody's starting a business and they, they delegate. You know, do you have your pitch deck? Yeah, yeah, I just need to get it ready. They're still writing it. What, 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 what do you mean? It's your pitch deck. What do you mean somebody's writing it? It's, it's your it's your thing. So you have to have that passion. And I believe that everything else comes from that. That's the sun. Everything grows as an output in your business because of the passion, including your vision, the passion that you have. You don't have that passion anymore. That sun starts to dim. Everything else is going to shrivel up. The, the, the vegetables are going to die, man. The oceans are going to dry up. The fish are going to die. It's, it's chaos, man. You got to keep that vision. You know, that's the burner that boils the water. You got to keep it going. That's what your true input is. Everything else is an output. Have a great team. You have a great team because you're passionate about what you do and you give a crap about what you do, which includes giving a crap about your employees. You're positive. You're transparent. You're, you're honest. Like that's all part of what makes you a great leader, but you're that anyways. What keeps that all together is your vision and your drive and determination to do whatever it is you want to do. It doesn't matter how many people you have to pay or how many bills you have. It's just an output. It's just a great output, it, but it's not a reason. It's, it's down the road. Your reason is your vision and your accountability to that vision for yourself. You said you brought up de determination. That was actually one of our episodes. Uh, you're so right about that, Sean. Is like accountability too. You talked about someone doesn't have a pitch deck. Like, yeah, like this time, guys, like even if you have team members that this is what they need to do, but if, if, if you have certain people within your company that's struggling and can't really focus and you still need to get things done, a true leader steps in and rolls up their sleeve and gets things done. Like you just, you just got to make it yeah. happen and get it done. There's no blaming anyone else. You're not... I mean, people are definitely blaming the pandemic, but you, still, you got to figure, okay, what do we got to do here? Like, that's, can't control that. You can only control yourself and the decisions yeah. you make. So, you know. It's, you know, it's okay to have reasons that are outside of your control. Like, you, you know, say all you want about the federal government, but I'm impressed by how the state, to some degree, how the state governments have kind of taken over and run you know, things as best they can. And that's part of what I mean. Like you can have a pandemic happen that is a horrible, have, has a horrible impact to your business. But, but that, that's, that's not why you live. Your vision and your passion are still intact. You might have to do it differently by pivoting or changing or altering or slowing down or laying off or whatever. You might have to have to find new ways to get clients, whether it's doing it, you know, over Zoom or, or Skype or whatever. But the, the, what the, the gold, what the piece of gold is, is that you find a way 
to do that. Not because you're a leader, because of the vision that you have. Being a leader is just a, a, a downstream effect to what you're doing. If you throw your hands up and walk away, you're not a leader and everything else fails. Being a leader is, is a, a summation of all these other things that are underneath underneath you. One of them is determination, like we talked about. One of them is communication, like we talked about. If you can't tell people or show people, more importantly, that you're driven and passionate, nobody's going to get it. Nobody's going to get it. You know, so it's, it's almost like a title, right? Oh, he's a leader. I mean, he didn't aspire to be a leader. He just is a leader because of all these other great things that he or she does. So Sean, like in summary, what's the one takeaway? Cause I, people are reading a lot about leadership and how to be a leader. Um, what would be the one takeaway? Someone's like, okay, I, I have a lot of things I read this by 10 or seven or eight things, but what, what's the one thing? You know, I think, I mean, there's so many off the top of my head, be true to yourself, be honest with yourself, be uh, very in tune to listening to what your you know, heart tells you, what your gut tells you, what, what do you want to do? What do you believe your next step is? Um, and kind of along the same lines is, is to choose to be positive and optimistic because anything else is just, it's just not, it's just not that. And that's too bad. You have to be true to yourself. You know what you wake up every morning. Why? And if that changes, which is okay, you need to figure it out. Don't let people or pandemics or customers or bills or clients or whatever change that outlook. You, you change the outlook. Be true to yourself and yourself only. You, you define who you are, not anything else. You define your business. Your business doesn't define you. Yeah. And to compliment what Sean said there is like finding your purpose, you know, being true to yourself. Cause I think your purpose would be more natural if you align it with who you are. So when, what drives me to get up is like looking at what is my purpose? What am I trying to accomplish here? Um, you know, why did I do this business to begin with? And then now like seeing like opportunities, right? Like take this pandemic and making an opportunity for you. What are other opportunities that align with my purpose? And only you can answer that question for those that are listening here. So really find that purpose um, and take some time to like really get that mental reset too. I think it's important as a leader, like don't burn yourself out and like have a little mental reset. Um, so you got to, like Sean said, take care of yourself first before you take care of others. Yeah. Put the oxygen mask on first, baby. You got to, <laughs> you got to do that. All right. Reach out to us. If you guys have any other tips uh, for what's working for you, please share it with us in our community. Send us an email, um, you all the different ways to reach out to us and let us know too what other things you want to hear from us. And uh, we'll be have those episodes for you as well. Right. Yeah. We'd love to hear from everybody. Um, you know, we're not the, uh, we're not the top of the, uh, the hill. We want to hear from everybody. If you have feedback or more topics to talk about, or, or uh, we certainly have plenty. Um, we have a bunch of great guests coming up. Um, in a couple of weeks, which are going to be really cool. So I'm looking for a great, you know, great season two. And, um, you know, let's build this community together. All right. Go out there and crush it, guys. Cheers. So this is not so much just for our listeners. It's with our listeners. We're doing this with them, not just for them. We're all together in this big, massive, disconnected group called Entrepreneurs. 
Find us on Facebook and LinkedIn at The Vulnerable Entrepreneurs. Twitter and Instagram at The VE Podcast. The VE Vulnerable Entrepreneur Podcast. And join the conversation by visiting us on our website, thevepodcast.com and email us at hello at thevepodcast.com. Thanks everybody for joining us today. That wraps it up. We understand that every minute of your day is valuable and we appreciate you spending time with us today. 